Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 15 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you this week? I'm great, Jeff. How you doing? I'm good. It's good to talk to you. So when we had talked about putting this show together, one of the things that always came to the forefront uh, that's a question that gets asked by anybody who continues to go back to Disney, and I'm sure you hear a lot, is the Disney dining plan. So we're going to try to unpack that today. How's that sound? Awesome. Let's get going. All right. So let's just dive in right away. So talk about, I guess, what the upside is to it as far as you know, paying for whatever you need to have up front. And that's exactly it. So there's three different dining plans, and whichever you pick, I would say the best thing is you really know what you're spending up front. You're not looking at the menu and saying, oh, you know what? If you're like me, you overspent in the souvenir shop yesterday. You're going to pick the cheapest item on the menu instead of what you want because you're paying out of pocket. This way you get anything on the menu. It's all going to be included. And you've got your costs up front. The only thing not included is going to be your gratuities. But even your taxes are all set. That's interesting. So so for those people that are listening, they need to know gratuity is not included. That's something you're going to have to take care of once you're on property. Correct. So for your sit-down meals, you will still be responsible for your gratuity. So as far as how it all gets laid out, you show up to the property, you have your, your magic band, uh, everything is preloaded on there. How do we access whatever we need for the dining plan? So with the magic bands, as you mentioned, it's kind of your key to everything. It's your room, your fast pass, your park tickets, your dining plan. You can even have charging privileges so that you can charge those gratuities right back to your room. And either pre-arrival or at the front desk, you're going to set a four-digit pin as well as selecting if minors have access to that account. And then it's like a bank. Everything is on the band. They're going to scan the band, enter your four-digit pin, and the credits will come right off. So when you say bank, I guess let's let's talk a little bit, as we describe the bank, let's talk a little bit about the options, right? What are our options and how does that affect what this bank concept is that you just talked about? Great. So we've got three dining plans at Disney. And the first is a quick service. It's going to give you two quick service meals and two snacks per person over age three per night. The middle one at one point used to be called Plus Dining. Now it's called Disney Dining. It's going to give you one fast food or quick service meal, one sit-down meal, and two snacks per person per night. And that sit-down is good at 95% of the places on property, and it even includes character dining. Our last choice is deluxe dining, and it gives you three what we call anything meals per night. Any combination of that fast food slash quick service or sit-down dining plus the two snacks per person per night. And all of the plans include a resort refillable mug, unlimited coffee, tea, soda at your resort only. Everybody in the room has to be on the meal plan or not on the meal plan. And it's for the entire length of your stay. When we talk about the bank, what happens is, although the meal plan, as I said, is based on per night, they give it to you when you arrive. And so I always tell people, think of it like a bank account. We're going to give you all of your fast food meals, all of your sit-down meals, and all of your snacks the minute you arrive. They're good until 11.59 p.m. the day you check out. So typically, you'll already be back home by the time they expire. But you budget it however you want. So if day one, you want 12 snacks, that might be all your snacks for the week. But have all your snacks and don't eat anything else. (laughs) 
<laughs> so talk about, I guess, the people that you deal with most often. What, what is your most frequently recommended plan? You've got the quick service plan, the Disney dining plan, and the deluxe dining. Where do you find most of the people that you work with really land? Disney dining plan, the one sit down, one quick service, and two snacks per person per night. The quick service meal plan, we do pretty infrequently. We do it for those, as we were just saying, who want that budget up front. It's not as big a savings for people. It's frequently a break even, but nice to pre-budget. The Disney dining plan, that middle of the road plan, typically saves 3 to $25 per person per night. That's where most people fall. The deluxe dining tends to be for our honeymooners or our foodies, those that are looking to do what Disney calls signature meals, that really plussed up experience for dining that counts as two sit-down meals. Otherwise, what often happens with the deluxe plan, if you're not doing signature meals that count as two meals, in order to get that value out of the meal plan, you're doing two or three sit-down meals a day. By the time you get to your meal, wait to be seated, be seated, and head back to the attraction, two to three sit-down meals a day is going to be four to seven hours out of the park just to eat. So that's why we don't find a lot fall in deluxe dining. So you had mentioned that the the Disney dining plan, that middle-tier plan that you were talking about, usually saves between 3 and $25 per person per night. Can you give me a breakdown possibly of a like a specific day where that would apply? You bet. So for 2020, that plan is $78 an adult and $30 a child. And keep in mind, Disney defines a child as three to nine years old. Under three, they're free. Ten and up, they're going to pay the adult price and be able to order off the adult menu. So when I was in Epcot the other day, I went to Akashar's, which is the princess character dining. My meal for that night was $82. So $4 more than the cost of the meal plan just for my sit-down meal. Just on one meal. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Just on one meal. That's crazy. Just on one meal. Now, I will admit, I'm not normally a big drinker. If I wasn't on the meal plan, I can tell you I either wouldn't have had a drink or I might have had a glass of wine. Um, With the meal plan, it includes alcohol. So I think that's important to note because not everybody that comes to Disney is necessarily a drinker or they would have that drink had they know it's included. So you're saying that with the dining plan, a drink is included. A drink is included. So I had a magic star, which was... A nice cocktail with a little light-up cube in it for $15. If I'm not a drinker, but I am an adult, I can do anything like a mocktail, a smoothie. The kids can get smoothies everywhere. So one of the things that I love about it is it kind of really makes a vacation for my family. They all know smoothies and dessert are not happening in our local TGI Fridays. I refuse to spend $8 on a piece of cake and eight or ten dollars on a smoothie for the kids but included in the meal plan they can have it all and it really then helps give me that value that's great so, that's great so let, let's go back to that that one day that you just said you had just mentioned the one meal and you had already saved money so let's let's keep referencing that day so you, you, you that, that particular meal you said was in, in like around eighty dollars correct eighty two dollars so i was four dollars ahead already I was in Epcot on Festival of the Arts, so I went to two of the kiosks. I got a seven fifty snack and a ten twenty five snack. So another seventeen seventy five savings that brought me to twenty one dollars. 
And then I had my quick service meal, which again, I can get a drink with. I opted not to. I don't need two drinks in one day. But even without the alcohol, I was at another $14 a day. So that one day alone, I saved over $30. That's crazy. And so you're saying too, also, for, and it's important to note, even though you yourself are not a drinker, the option for a, a beer or a glass of wine does also exist with your quick service meal that you're saying you can have in the middle of the day. It does. So that's interesting because I don't know that that's always been the case, has it? They do allow the alcohol and even, for example, I did obviously a sit-down dinner that I was talking about. But another day I went to Topolino, the new breakfast in Riviera, and I was offered a mimosa as my option. Interesting. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the Riviera in an upcoming show, so we won't spoil that to that too much. Um, but I do think it's important to point out, as you mentioned, the bank concept is kind of like what you would have with a bank account. And sometimes that's a little daunting to Americans because we don't always manage our own bank accounts <laughs> properly, but the bank concept is an interesting one. So what's some feedback you've gotten from guests dealing with the bank concept? Do they find that their kids are snack happy or do they find that it works out well for them? I would say that some of my clients will kind of call me in a panic on that last day because, let's be honest, if we are a good budgeter, we want to make sure we're getting the most value. And that's probably the toughest thing about the snacks. A snack can be anything from a bottle of water, a popcorn, a Diet Coke, a bagel for breakfast, to that $10 item that I had at Festival of the Arts. So I think one of the things that often happens is on day one and day two of the trip, people will often say, you know what, I'm going to pay cash for that soda because I'd rather give them $4 than not make good use of my snack credit. So I always warn people about that to kind of watch that balance. You don't want to pay cash to get a great value and then on the last day be running into the gift shop to come home with 10 containers of Mickey Cheez-Its because you have all those snack credits left over. Yeah, I think that that's that's definitely the way to go. I have noticed in all the times that I've been going to Disney, it is there are several choices. So it's all about maximizing the value in your choice. And the dining plan is definitely one of those options uh, where that is very, very important. I want to mention one more thing that you had you had kind of mentioned, but for those people that aren't familiar with it, that goes back to maximizing value. So let's talk just the regular Disney dining plan. You had mentioned some of these signature experiences that cost two sit-down meals. Can you talk a little bit more about that so somebody that doesn't know has an idea of what you're talking about? You bet. There's about a dozen what we call signature meals on property. They tend to be dinner shows, something like the hoop de doo or the Spirit of Aloha. Eating in the Castle and Magic Kingdom, Cinderella's Royal Table. Though I will tell you our quick workaround for that is a lot of our clients eat like I did in Akashars. Over in Epcot, still five princesses, just like you find in the castle, but only one credit. And then a couple of the other signature meals are upscale dining, incredible chefs. You'll find those either in Disney Springs or in our deluxe resorts, things like California Grill at the top of the Contemporary with a Magic Kingdom fireworks view. Again, Magic Kingdom fireworks view from Narcusis over at the Grand Floridian. A lot of times if you're there with grandma and grandpa and you have an adult night out, we find our couples will do that. Sometimes our couples with older kids love to do one of those signature meals because they are big foodies. It doesn't always mean you need to upgrade to that deluxe dining. Um, again, that deluxe would add extra food every day. So we typically work with our clients in two ways to accomplish that. One is depending what you're doing, maybe 
one of you is always a chicken eater and one of you is a steak eater. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that the difference in price between chicken and steak on a menu is pretty large. If you're out as a couple, you can say to the waiter, we're going to pay cash for the chicken meal and use two credits for that steak. So one of the people in the couple is using both people's credits and the other is paying cash on the less expensive meal. The other way that we like to do it is there are a couple of quick service meals that have a sit down element to it. One of our favorites when I know somebody's doing a signature meal is we'll skip a traditional sit down dinner one night. Typically an Animal Kingdom is our favorite spot to do that. Pizza Fari is a quick service meal if it's reserved as the family style dining where you're actually seated and your food is brought out to you, as I indicated, family style. It starts with two appetizers, then three main courses and a dessert. So Caesar salad, tomato mozzarella for an appetizer, pizza, plain and pepperoni, baked ziti, and chicken alfredo for your main course. And honestly, by the time we get to dessert, we're usually full. They bring you a plate of cannoli, which they will happily box up for you. We box it up, head over to Rivers of Light, and have our dessert about 45 minutes later while we're waiting for the show. But I used a quick service credit. I got waited on, and they will bring unlimited of that food to your table. So really the way to get the most value out of both of those credits. And, and the only way to possibly know something like that is to work with somebody like you or your team over at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. You guys have done it all. You've seen it all. You've, you've had guests that have done it all. So you just continue to make those recommendations. As somebody myself who's been to Disney World hundreds of times without, without even exaggerating, that's something I learned today. So, you know, that's the type of thing that I could definitely take my family to and experience that and then spend the evening in Animal Kingdom, which is is just a wonderful place to be at night. It definitely is. And for those that don't know, this might be another thing that people aren't always aware of. Our agency and most agencies out there are commissioned by Disney. You're going to pay the same price if you go online, book it yourself and try to navigate through everything versus calling us our prices are the same and you get that additional service so why not so let's put a bow on it give us anything that we need to know that maybe we haven't touched base on the disney dining plan today i would say the biggest thing is going to be to make those reservations to match the dining plan unlike going out to dinner in your hometown Sit-down dining does require reservations in advance. 180 days at 6 a.m. is when they open. And again, your agent will be up at 6 a.m. making those reservations for you. The hardest thing for me is meeting people in the park who didn't work with an agent, who paid for a dining plan, and now can't get in anywhere to use those reservations unless they want to eat Moroccan seven nights in a row. And that's not a knock on Moroccan, but seven nights in a row is enough for it's too much for anybody. Let's be fair. <laughs> Sandy, thanks for taking the time tonight. Thanks, Jeff. We'll talk soon. On February 27th, 2020, we had an important dining plan update that we thought we should share with you. So we're adding it to the end of the show. Sandy, take it away. We are super excited with this plan. We're a little surprised Disney threw something in mid-year and didn't make us wait for the 2021 packages. 
But believe it or not, this plan has been out just nine days, and I was able to sneak it onto my vacation plan of last week. So I've already used the new Disney Dining Plan Plus. So that now gives us a fourth dining plan, and I do think it's going to be the most popular. Okay, so tell us what makes it different from the ones that were already in existence. So it's the Dining Plan, Disney Dining Plan Plus. So I'm going to backtrack a second and tell you what the Disney dining plan is again. And that Disney dining plan is one fast food meal, one sit down meal, and two snacks per person per night. This plus plan gives you the same number of meals, but instead of one fast food and one sit down, you get two anything meals. So it could be one fast food and one sit down today. It could be one signature today. It could be two sit downs today. So it's that in-between plan from the Disney dining plan and the deluxe dining plan, which gives you three meals. This stays with the two meal concept, but the flexibility in what the meals are. Interesting. Okay. So where does the cost break down, obviously, in comparison to the others? It's an extra $16 per adult per night and an extra $5 per child per night over that D- Disney dining plan. So if you're adding a character breakfast one day where the costs tend to be about $35, $40 an adult, you're definitely going to see that money. So it, it strikes me as maybe the research had shown that people were interested in more sit-down meals. Do you think that's the impetus behind the change? I do. I think we have a lot of clients who will either shave off some meals and eat more quick service than they want because they don't want to go over the dining plan, but the deluxe is just too much food. Or I would say that probably about 40% of our clients opt to pay for one or two meals out of pocket. So if you're going to pay for two meals out of pocket that are sit-down dining, generally this one will bring you ahead. You need to be a little more careful on the math. You can't just say, oh, it's $16 a night, so as long as my meal is $16, this is a savings for me. Because you're not getting an additional meal for the $16, you're getting a different type of meal. Right, so you want to make sure that you're you're having $16 more of an experience than you would had you just chosen the the normal dining plan. Exactly. So this is great for anybody. If you're there, let's say on a six night stay, if at least three of the meals you want to do either signature or you were going to do three days where you were going to have two sit downs, this is a good combo. It's also great for anybody who's arriving early in the morning and leaving late in the evening. Because remember, the dining plan is based on the number of nights that you're there, not the number of days. So that technically, we always say to people, every day has their own credits, but your first and your last day share credits. So if you're going to do a sit down your arrival day and your departure day, that already puts you one meal credit over the meal plan. 
Got it. Got it. Well, it sounds like it's an important add-on. Sounds like a lot of people will take advantage of it. You already have, so that's a good thing. Um, and again, I guess we should reach out to you guys at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any questions as far as adding it to an existing reservation or for that in the future. Excellent. We'd love to talk to people and help you figure out whether this is the plan that has the most value for you. Great. Thanks a lot, Sandy. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. Be sure to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.